All right, let's do this. <clears throat> this youth has committed a double murder, that of his paternal grandparents. For several years prior to the killings, there were numerous indications that this youth was extremely disturbed, had self-destructive impulses, and acted out homicidal impulses against two cats for over the period of a year. He is overwhelmed with feelings of worthlessness, guilt, parental rejection, and has great fears that he will suffer a psychotic episode. He has thought long and hard about suicide and has attempted it repeatedly over a number of years. Upon admission at NKCC, he was in a particularly unstable state and gave the impression of being on the verge of committing suicide. As a result, a suicide watch was posted. At present, he has stabilized to some small extent. He is currently on tranquilizers. In spite of the tranquilizers, though, Kemper continues to be extremely agitated, anxious, distraught, and preoccupied. He has, ha he has a tremendous need to talk about himself. He's done so with a psychologist, his social worker, and to some extent with a psychiatrist. He should be encouraged to channel all this talk about himself to his therapist. He is fearful that his peers might learn of his commitment offense. He is fearful that his peers might learn of his commit commit. Get it. <laughs> He is fearful that his peers might learn of his commitment offense. In this respect, he is in very good touch with reality. He is sensitive and very much aware of the unacceptable nature of the killings. Studying the record and all of Kemper's verbalizations reveals that there were suggestions that he would act out violently. It is a tragedy that attention was not paid to these suggestions and that he was not placed in treatment and helped to avert this terrible tragedy of killing both paternal grandparents. Staff is in accord that this young, that this staff is in accord that this youth could be treated in a mental hospital at this time and perhaps with some preparation and at a later date be prepared for placement in a treatment program in a youth authority institution. If I were seeing this patient without having any history available, or without getting any of the history from him. I would think that we're dealing with a very well-adjusted young man who had initiative, intelligence, and who was free of any psychiatric illness. In effect, we're dealing with two different people. When we talk with a 15-year-old boy who committed these murders and the 23-year-old man before us, it is my opinion that he has made a very excellent response to the treatment and rehabilitation and I would see no psychiatric reason to consider him to be any danger to himself or to any member of society. <sighs> All right, let's try this again and not be total crap. <clears throat> this youth, God damn it, I started fucking crap. All right, here we go. This youth has committed a double murder, that of his paternal grandparents. For several years prior to the killing, there were numerous indications that he was extremely disturbed, 
had self-destructive impulses and acted out homicidal impulses against two cats for over a period of a year. He is overwhelmed with the feelings of worthlessness, guilt, parental rejection, and has great fears that he will suffer a psychotic episode. He has thought long and hard about suicide and has attempted it le- and has attempt he has thought long and hard about suicide and has attempted it repeatedly over the number of years. Upon admission at NKCC, he was in a particularly unstable state and gave the impression of being on the verge of committing suicide. As a result, he was put under suicide watch. At present, he is stabilized to some small extent and on tranquilizers. In spite of the tranquilizers though, he continues to be extremely agitated, anxious, distraught, and preoccupied. He has a tremendous need to talk about himself. He has done so with a psychologist, a social worker, and to some extent, even with a psychiatrist. He should be encouraged to channel all this talk about himself to his therapist. He is fearful that his peers might learn of his commitment offense. In this respect, he is in very good touch with reality. He is sensitive and very much aware of the unacceptable nature of his killings. Studying the record and all of his verbalizations reveals that there were suggestions that he would act out violently. It is a tragedy that attention was not paid to these suggestions and that he was not placed in treatment and helped to avert this terrible tragedy of killing both of his paternal grandparents. Staff is in accord that this youth could best be treated in a mental hospital at this time, and perhaps with some preparation and at a later date, be prepared for placement in a treatment program in a youth authority institution. If I were seeing this patient without having any history available or without getting the history from him, I would think we're dealing with a very well-adjusted young man who had initiative, intelligence, and was free of any psychiatric illness. In effect, we're dealing with two different people. When we talk of the 15-year-old boy who committed these murders, and now the 23-year-old man before us, it is my opinion that he has made an excellent response to the years of treatment and rehabilitation. I would see no psychiatric reason to consider him to be a danger to himself or any member of society. All right, that was better. That was better. I'm not going to lie. That was better. <sighs> okay. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> this youth has committed a double murder, that of his paternal grandparents. For several years prior to the killing, there were numerous indications that this youth would... All right. Never mind. Never mind. Let's try it again. This youth has committed a double murder, that of his paternal grandparents. For several years prior to the killing, there were numerous indications that he was extremely disturbed, had self-destructive impulses, and acted out on those homicidal impulses against two cats for over the period of a year. He is overwhelmed with feelings of worthlessness, of guilt, and parental rejection He even has great fears that he will suffer a psychotic episode. He has thought long and hard about suicide and has even attempted it. Upon admission at NKCC, 
he was in particularly unstable state and gave the impression of being on the verge of committing suicide. As a result, a suicide watch was posted for him. At present, he has stabilized to some extent and is on tranquilizers. In spite of the tranquilizers, though, he continues to be extremely agitated. He is anxious, distraught, and preoccupied. He has a tremendous need to talk about himself. He's done so with a psychologist and his social worker, and to some extent, with a, psych with a psychiatrist. He should be encouraged to channel all of this talk about himself to his therapist. He is fearful that his peers may learn of his commitment offense. And in this respect, he is in very good touch with reality. He is sensitive and very much aware of the unacceptable nature of the killings. Studying the record and all of his verbalizations reveals that there were suggestions that he would act out violently. It is a tragedy that attention was not paid to these killings and that he was not placed in treatment and helped to avoid this terrible tragedy of killing both of his grandparents. Staff is in accord that this youth could be best treated in a mental health hospital at this time and perhaps with some preparation and at a later date be prepared for placement in a treatment program for young... Damn it. Staff is in accord that this youth could best be treated in a mental hospital at this time and in perhaps and staff is in accord that this youth could best be treated in a mental hospital at this time and perhaps with some preparation and at a later date be prepared for placement in a treatment program in a youth authority institution if i were seeing this patient without having any history available to me without getting any of the history from him I would think that we're dealing with a very well-adjusted young man who had initiative, who had intelligence, and was free of any psychiatric illness. In effect, we're dealing with two different people. When we talk of the 15-year-old boy who committed the murders, and of the 23-year-old man we see before us now, it is my opinion that he has made a very excellent response to the treatment and rehabilitation. I would see no reason to consider him a threat to society or to himself. Right. <clears throat> Let's try one more time. You probably hate me already. I'm sorry. This is weird without without you here, man. Like, I don't know if I'm doing something. What if you're like, oh my God, Eric, just do this. Just do this. And I'm not doing that. You don't know what it's like. You've never had no direction in life. All right. <clears throat> Take six or seven or I don't know. <clears throat> this youth has committed a double murder that of his paternal grandparents. For several years prior to the killings, there were numerous indications that this youth was extremely disturbed, had self-destructive impulses, and acted out homicidal impulses against two cats for over the period of a year. He is overwhelmed with feelings of worthlessness, guilt, parental rejection, and has great fears that he will suffer a psychotic episode. He has thought long and hard about suicide, and has repeatedly attempted over the years. Upon his admission at NKCC, he was in a particularly unstable state and gave the impression of being on the verge of committing suicide. As a result, suicide watch was posted for him. At present, he has, at present, he has stabilized to some extent.
He is currently on tranquilizers. In spite of the tranquilizers, though, he continues to be extremely agitated, anxious, distraught, and preoccupied. He has a tremendous need to talk about himself. He has done this with a psychologist, his social worker, and to some extent with the psychiatrist. He should be encouraged to channel all this talk about himself with his therapist. He is fearful that his peers might learn of his commitment offense. In this respect, he is in very good touch with reality. He is sensitive and very much aware of the unacceptable nature of the killings. Studying the record of all of his verbalizations reveals that there were suggestions that he would act out violently. It is a tragedy that attention was not paid to these killings and that he was not placed in a treatment center and we could have averted this terrible tragedy. Staff is in accord that this youth could best be treated in a mental hospital at this time and perhaps with some preparation and at a later date be prepared for placement in a treatment program in a youth authority institution. If I were seeing this patient without having had any available history or getting the history from him, I would think we're dealing with a very well-adjusted young man who had initiative, intelligence, and was free of any psychiatric illness. In effect, we're dealing with two different people. When we talk of the 15-year-old boy who committed the murders and of the 23-year-old man we see before us today, it is my opinion that he has made a very excellent response to the years of treatment and rehabilitation. I would see no psychiatric reason to consider him to be a danger to himself or to any member of society. All right, let's do this one more time. No fuck-ups. <sighs> okay. This youth has committed double murder, that of his paternal grandparents. For several years prior to the killing, there were numerous indications that this youth was extremely disturbed, had self-destructive impulses, and even acted out those impulses against two cats for over the period of a year. He is overwhelmed with feelings of worthlessness, guilt, parental rejection, and has a great fear that he will suffer a psychotic episode. He has thought long and hard about suicide, and has even repeatedly attempted it over a number of years. Upon admission at NKCC, he was in a particularly unstable state and gave the impression on, of being on the verge of committing suicide. As a result, a suicide watch was posted. At present, he has been stabilized to some small extent. He is on tranquilizers. In spite of the tranquilizers, though, he continues to be extremely agitated, anxious, distraught, and preoccupied. He has a tremendous need to talk about himself. He has done this with the psychologist, with his social worker, and to some, and with some extent to his psychiatrist. Damn it, Fry. <laughs> and my phone. Um, <clears throat> in spite of the tranquilizers. Okay. In spite of the tranquilizers, though, he continues to be extremely agitated, anxious distraught, and preoccupied. He has a tremendous need to talk about himself. He's done this with the psychologist, his social worker, and to some extent, even with his psychiatrist. He should be encouraged to channel all of this talk about himself to his therapist.
He is fearful that his peers may learn of his commitment offense. In this respect, he is very in touch with reality. He is sensitive and very much aware of the unacceptable nature of the killings. Studying the record and all of his verbalizations reveals that there were suggestions that he would act out violently. It is a tragedy that attention was not paid and these suggestions... Um, it is a tragedy that the... It is a tragedy that attention was not paid to these suggestions and that he was not placed in treatment. We could have averted this terrible tragedy of killing both of his grandparents. Staff is in accord that this youth could best be treated in a mental hospital. Staff is in accord that this youth could best be treated in a mental hospital at this time. And perhaps with some preparation at a later date be prepared for placement in a treatment program in a youth authority institution. If I were seeing this patient without having any history available or without getting the history from him, I would think we're dealing with a very well-adjusted young man who had initiative, intelligence, and who was free of any psychiatric illness. In effect, we are dealing with two different people. When we talk of the 15-year-old boy who committed the murders, and of the 23-year-old man we see before us now, it is my opinion that he has made a very excellent response to the years of treatment and rehabilitation. I would see no psychiatric reason to consider him to be a danger to himself or to any member of society. All right. And now for listening to that three times, here's your bonus for you. Or six, seven, eight times. <clears throat> Here we go. Ready? Hello, hello, my pretties. This is Eric Lana, host of the Lullaby the Fear podcast, your certified nightmare prescriber. Tonight, we're going to dive into the almost seven foot, 300 pound human refrigerator, Edmonton, Alberta Kemper, known as the Coed Killer. Let's get right into it. Because sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>